I'm John Davison Kelly, a partner at Osborne Clark, specialising in media consumer law and digital regulation. Welcome to our inaugural consumer law podcast. So today, the 28th of May 2020, is two years until businesses need to comply with a piece of EU legislation known as the Consumer Omnibus Directive, which forms part of the EU Commission's New Deal for Consumers. Why is this significant, you might ask? Well, it puts consumer law well and truly on the board agenda by implementing 4% fines for infringements. So in the run-up to this sea change for consumer law enforcement, we're going to be doing a series of podcasts exploring the implications of the New Deal for Consumers for businesses, including the implications for different types of businesses, such as platforms, tech businesses, and even food and beverage. Today, Katrina Anderson and I are going to give you a heads up about why this is an important piece of legislation and what you need to know at this stage. Hi, I'm Katrina Anderson. I'm an associate at Osborne Clark specialising in consumer law. Before we dive into talking about what the New Deal is, um, it's worth just touching on what the existing body of consumer law looks like, because much of this is actually going to remain unchanged, at least in principle. So the current situation is that we have a body of consumer law which applies whenever a a business contracts um, with a consumer by selling goods or services or perhaps providing something like a platform. And the idea is that this protects consumers. It gives them certain rights which are inalienable. So, for example, goods must be of a satisfactory quality and fit for purpose, etc. It also means that the contracts that those traders have need to be written in a way that a consumer could understand. They need to be plain and intelligible and they need to pass certain fairness tests. Traders are also obligated to provide certain bits of information um, as before a consumer enters into a contract so that they can make an informed choice about what they decide to go ahead with. So one of the complexities about the existing body of consumer law is it's split across multiple different pieces of legislation. So it's not that easy for people to find. And as we know, Businesses are notoriously bad at complying with that law. A recent EU sweep revealed that 67% of the surveyed e-commerce properties might be infringing basic EU consumer law, meaning that a significant amount of businesses are likely to be at risk of some form of enforcement when the Consumer Omnibus Directive comes into force. The interesting thing about the Omnibus Directive is that much of the existing body of consumer law will remain unchanged in principle because rather than a wholesale revision of consumer law, it amends four key pieces, being firstly the Unfair Commercial Practices Directive, secondly the Consumer Rights Directive, thirdly the Unfair Contract Terms Directive, and fourth the Price Indication Directive. But the outcome of scandals such as Dieselgate, plus the effectiveness of GDPR, in particularly um, the fines, in terms of ensuring data protection has become a board level issue and compliance is taken seriously, has made the EU realise that consumer law needs to be brought up to date. So this means updating the laws to make them fit for purpose for modern business practices. What it also means is that the EU has has very much grasped that these issues and and compliance uh, with these directives is never going to be a business priority unless um, you have 
teeth to this legislation and the sanctions need to be sufficiently severe to make compliance a board level issue. So they've very much taken their inspiration from GDPR but also from across the pond. So the outcome is that in two years time companies will be looking at being fined up to 4% of their turnover in the affected member states for breaches of these laws. The EU is also um, proposing to bring in a collective redress mechanism, which will be somewhat akin to a US style class action, although it will be run by a consumer group, um, which is slightly different to how it works in the US. So the EU is really hoping that all of this is going to make sure that companies sit up and pay attention and take compliance with consumer law seriously. Now, although you might be thinking oh, it's two years away, um, I think we should at this point, kind of before any panic sets in, look at the lessons that we learned from the GDPR compliance, which itself was two years ago, almost to the day. And I think there are three key takeaways at this stage. The first is to consider whether it's appropriate to raise the levels of fines at board level. And there are a couple of reasons for this. The first, this is a new risk to businesses. So consider whether it should be flagged for that reason. And secondly, the ability to obtain additional resource to help with clients exercise. It's always helpful to um, have a significant fine to free up some, some resource. So the, the next two points really stem from the fact that we really need to avoid a GDPR style scramble for compliance where we can. Now this can be avoided by starting to take a few measures now which include so this is this is the second point is really to do with the existing properties you have planned steps now to ensure that they're compliant this might be some form of review or an audit and the third point is compliance by design any new products services properties that you're launching should be designed to be compliant with consumer law it will save a lot of time and effort and let's face it anxiety down the road. In the run-up to the implementation over the next two years, we're going to be bringing you regular updates on different aspects of consumer law and the New Deal for Consumer. You can also access our New Deal for Consumer uh, resources page on the Osborne Clark website.